Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 and 26. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all that she had. But instead of getting better, she grew worse. You may be seated. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. She spent all that she had. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. I'm going to preach for a little while today using as a subject, I don't have any sick days left. I, I, I don't have any sick days left. Would you look at the person beside you and tell them, pray for me. I ain't got no sick days left. Got no, got no sick days left. The Albanian Indian nun known all over the world as Mother Teresa set the standard for Christ-like compassion through charities that addressed poverty leprosy, adolescent illiteracy, and HIV. She used as her mantra a poem she penned entitled, Do It Anyway. It's a manifesto for the selfless and the sincere. If you've never heard Mother Teresa's poem, Do It Anyway, it reads on this wise. People are often unreasonable and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people will accuse you of selfish motives. Be kind anyway. If you are honest, people may cheat you. But be honest anyway. If you find happiness, people may be jealous, but be happy anyway. The good you do today may be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have and it may never be enough, but give your best anyway. For you see, in the world, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. I need everybody in the room to just shout out loud, I got to do it anyway. When this patron saint crowned the community with this charge to do it anyway, she had no intention for brown and black people to take that to mean when you are sick, go to work anyway. While the Supreme Court justices 
are taking undeclared vacations and dismantling the strides of the civil rights movement by amputating affirmative action, nobody seems to be paying attention to the fact that there is no federal law that ensures that all workers are able to take part in paid sick leave. As a consequence, millions whose families depend on them for provision crawl into work compromised because they need compensation. According to the Economic Policy Institute, 36% of America's workforce can't afford to take a day from work, even if they are bedridden. Millions will be shortchanged if they choose to take care of a child who can't go to class. Your company will never make your family their priority. You have to do that. Job lost his entire family, but I believe that Jehovah is gonna fortify yours. I want you to lift up that hand. I wanna speak over sick family members. I am believing that whoever is under sickness and illness and pain and discomfort, this will be their summer of healing and restoration and it will not be a summer of death. Those of you who are believing by faith for complete healing for every member of your family, will you give God praise for it even right now? I wouldn't wanna be in none of y'all's family. I said, if you're believing God for healing for every member of your family, Will you give God glory for it even right now? This is, um, this is one of the many reasons why my heart goes out to this woman whose file I read in Mark chapter five. Clinically, she has been diagnosed with menorrhoeaga menorrhoeaga, which is a prolonged menstruation. But to the Bible, it gives the layman's term of an issue of blood. It's so severe that she's unable, hear this, to go to work for 12 years. She's discharged from active employment and placed on disability. Don't get me wrong. She appreciated the assistance, but she still feels anxious because she knows there's a greater assignment for her life than just staying at home. Don't let your issue leave you isolated. Sickness does not have the authority to usurp your success. Pain will not be able to push you around for the rest of your life. You have too much to accomplish, not to mention it is costing you too much to not be able to fulfill your God-given assignment. 
I need you to hear me and hear me as clearly as I can speak it. God is getting ready to make you able-bodied enough that you will not have to claim disability for the rest of your life. That God is going to give you strength to be able to function in the highest level of capacity because your best chapters have not been written yet. What it is that God has for you to do will not be sidelined by some accident, some incident, or some inconvenience. I don't know where y'all are, but I'm operating at high level faith that those of you in this room who are receiving disability, but you believe that God still has work for you to do. I want you to lift up that hand right where it is that you are. I give charge to a hundred thousand angels to now minister to your neck, to your back, to your knees, to your leg, to your hip, to your head, to your neck, to every area of your life that has forfeited you from participating in the labor force. I declare healing over your complete body from the top of your head to the sole of your feet and those of you who know there's still fight in you would you give God glory that God is going to give you strength for your assignment he gives power to the faint and to those who have no might he increases their strength just taking a half day off, just taking a half day off, can adversely impact a worker's ability to buy groceries that week. Two days off of unpaid sick time is equivalent to a month's worth of gas, making it almost impossible to get to work. Three days of unpaid sick leave will leave you hot and bothered when you see your check stub because utilities will be left unpaid. In the event of a lengthier illness of seven and a half days, you will lose the equivalent of a month's rent. The system that we are now working in, that if you become sick in this present day system, it will leave you hungry, it will leave you homeless and it will make you a hitchhiker. No matter what the handicap is, you must look to the hills from whence cometh your help. I speak over somebody, I don't know where you are, whether you are seated or whether you are streaming, but God told me to tell you that God is unleashing enough resources for you to feed your family, for you not to lose your car, and for you to keep a roof over your head. Some of y'all don't need this word. Don't worry about it. I ain't talking to you. But I declare that everything that is in the power of Jehovah Jireh is going to make sure your family eats every day, the utilities are paid, the roof is over your head, and you will not lose your car. Later for y'all, let me preach to somebody else. God gonna make sure there's a roof over your head, clothes on your back, 
food on the table, a car in the driveway. Your children will not know lack. Forget you. Let me say it to somebody else. There's going to be a roof over your head. Food on the table. Clothes on your back. A car in the driveway. You may be seated. You may be seated. 15 people need this more than anybody else. 15 of y'all need this word more than anybody else. 50 of y'all need this word more than anybody else. God woke you up this morning just so that you can hear. You ain't gonna lose the house. You ain't gonna lose the car. They better not cut nothing off. God is your resource. I'm going to make sure that you're not homeless, that you're not hungry, and that you are not a hitchhiker. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell them you ain't going to lose the house. You ain't going to lose the car. And your family is going to eat every day. If you believe God is going to do that for you, I dare you to give God glory for it right now. You should never, listen to me, you may be seated, listen to me, you should never have to be placed in a position to choose between going to work sick or letting your body heal. You should never be placed in a position as to whether or not you're gonna go to work sick or whether you can rest for your body to get healed. A.J. Mattery famously said, so many people spend their health getting wealth and then have to spend their wealth trying to reclaim their health. I better say that one more time. So many spend their health getting wealth and have to spend their wealth to regain their health. Jim Rohn said, some people don't do well because they don't feel well. Before it was ever popular, Ralph Waldo Emerson said in 1860, our health is our wealth. I need you to lay hands on yourself and declare out loud, my health is my wealth. If you got your mind, you are a millionaire. I better say it again. If you got your mind, you are a millionaire. Do you know what your uneducated, broke grandmother said? I woke up this morning with my mind. She didn't say I woke up with designer clothes. She said I woke up this morning with my mind. If you have your mind, you are a millionaire. Can I help you? If you got your mind and your body, you are a billionaire. I can't hear nobody. Bob Marley said, if money is the only thing you have, you are poor. But if you got your body and your mind, you better know that there's riches inside of you. I would rather be in church broke than be in the most expensive hospital in the world. My health is my wealth. 
Do not take your health for granted. I better say it to somebody, do not take your health for granted. Old church mother told me years ago, you don't value your health until you lose it. But every now and again, you ought to thank God that you still got dexterity in your limbs. You ought to thank God you breathing by yourself. You ought to thank God you can walk on your own. You can thank God you dressed yourself and bathed yourself. I know you haven't done it yet. Can you just give God glory for your health? Uh, oh, y'all ain't doing good. I said, would you give God glory that you didn't have to go to therapy this morning? You didn't have to go to dialysis this morning. That you didn't have chemo this morning. Thank God for your health. Because your health is your wealth. Look at the person beside and say, you don't know how rich you are. You may be seated. Bryant McGill Bryant McGill said this, health is a priceless wealth. Invest while you can. The average person, I want you to write this down, it's gonna blow your mind. The average person who is in this room is going to spend $170,000 on medical expenses. The average person is gonna end up spending $170,000 in medical expenses. And so what I want to uh, say to you today is that I need you to start investing in yourself. Pastor, you, you, you've been talking about trust and LLCs. You've been talking about uh, investments. Uh, and the Lord arrested me this week in prayer. Uh, that I can't really talk about wealth building and wealth creation if we do not have a conversation about our health. Amen. I, I, I need you to just elbow your neighbor and tell your neighbor you are worth the investment. I'm going to give you three ways that I want you to invest in yourself. I'm going to give you three ways that I want you to invest in yourself that I'm believing is going to yield for you many dividends. Uh, number one, write this down, is your diet. Number one is your diet. There's a reason why fast food is cheap. It's <laughs> a reason why fast food is cheap. You have to eat to live and not live to eat. Did y'all hear what I just said? You got to eat to live and not live to eat. Your food is your medicine or you'll have to take medicine because of your food. Man, that was good right there. That's, <laughs> I'm going to jump back and kiss myself. Your food is your medicine. Your food is your medicine or you will end up taking medicine because of your food. Healthy food is more expensive than fast food. But a right diet is cheaper than dialysis. Five of y'all should just be high-fiving me in the spirit right there. 
uh, nutritionists agree on one thing to maintain the health of your body to maintain the health of your body here it is uh, to fight off heart disease diabetes cancer Alzheimer's Parkinson's and dementia to fight off heart disease diabetes cancer Alzheimer's Parkinson's and dementia that you should adopt a Mediterranean diet adopt a Mediterranean diet is nuts uh, leafy vegetables lean meats if you must and cooked in olive oil I've taken the extra step uh, for you to get a 30-day program of a Mediterranean diet. Uh, that website is now on the screen uh, for all of you. Fully Mediterranean, fullymediterranean.com, fullymediterranean.com. Look at the person beside and say, you need to be writing this down. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah, you need this. I, I ain't judging you, but you need this. I, I'm trying to help you, fullymediterranean.com. Uh, number one is uh, diet. Uh, the second investment that you need to make in yourself, second investment you need to make in yourself is to disengage. To worry, I got this from you. Number two is disengage. Watch this. First one is what? Second one is what? 41% of black people are sleep deprived. Did y'all hear what I just said? 41% of black people are sleep deprived. Sleep helps with concentration, cognition, cardiovascular disease, and depression. Disengage. Pastor, how am I supposed to do that? Turn the TV off. <laughs> Stop sitting in the bed scrolling through Instagram. Stop going to the pantry when you can't sleep. It is uh, believed by physiologists, watch this, in order for us to be fully charged, in order for us to be fully charged, we need seven hours of sleep a night minimum. Y'all ain't gonna believe this, and the average black person only sleeps four and a half. The average black person only sleeps four and a half. I'm getting ready to give you all inside trading. I'm giving you a million dollars worth of gain. Hear this, that is why the commercials that are targeted for black people come on at 1 a.m. Because they know that we up. Oh yeah. Yeah, look at the person beside you, tell them you gotta go to sleep. Isn't it amazing that the Lord gave Adam dominion and authority over the earth? He gave Adam dominion and authority over the earth and told Adam to name every creeping thing, name every crawling thing, name everything. Watch this, that God has created, but I need you to see what happens next is God put him to sleep. I need you to know that when you are anointed, when you are anointed, one of the evidences that you have is in fact a call to restlessness. Number one, invest in your diet. Number two, write this down, is you have to disengage. You have to disengage. Number three, watch this, is you need direction. Number one is diet. Number two is to disengage. Three, watch this, is direction. 
You're going to have to. I need you to write this down. Those of you who are typing, change the font. It's going to throw you off. You need a therapist and a trainer. Y'all don't like this here. You need somebody who can help condition your mind and your body. I don't want you to watch this to have your mind straight and your body is falling apart. Exercise will extend your life. Staying active alleviates injuries. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, it does not say sit by faith. No, that, that ain't what it says. It says, walk by faith. Hear me, watch this. Uh, Romans 12 and 1 said, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Isaiah 40 and 31 says, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength not to stay seated. I'm not giving you strength for you to be comfortable. I'm not giving you strength for you to be at ease. I am giving you strength so you can run and not get weary. Y'all ain't here today. Not only are you going to run and not get weary, you're going to walk and not faint. Luke 6 and 23 says, Be glad in the day of the Lord and leap for joy, for he is your reward. There is no dimension of praise and worship that requires you to be idle. Anybody who is a worshiper has got to be an exerter. Uh, Y'all ain't saying that. It got to cost you something out of your body uh, to say, God, thank you for sacrificing your body so I got to do something to mine. So when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, I don't sit there with my arms folded and my legs crossed. I got to either leap, I got to jump, I got to run, I got to wave my hand. Why? Because I understand my life is not my own. To him I belong. I give myself away. It is amazing, I said it to you before, I'll say it again, it is amazing black Christians are the most out of shape believers on the planet. Y'all don't like it, I better say it again. Don't look at nobody else, just look at me. Just look at me. I said black Christians are the most out of shape believers in the planet. Pastor, prove it to me. Did you get this from the CDC? No. Did you get this from Emory? No. Prove to me black Christians are the most out of shape believers on the planet. Here's my evidence. Not in a synagogue, not in a mosque, not in a temple, no other worship place of any other faith. Watch this, is a nurse required. It's only in the black church you got to have a nurse's ministry. Y'all falling out, not from the Holy Ghost, you out of wind. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You too out of shape to even praise him. That's why when the music stopped, you holding on. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You ain't filled with nothing. You tired. You... <laughs> he been so good. He been so good. He been so good. Y'all give me a fan. He been so good. 
Would you do me a favor? Just take 10 seconds right there. Would you just give God worship right where you are? Come on. Would you give him praise? Come on, come on. I dare you. Bless his holy name. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. He's worthy. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Um, and uh, I got to show you this. <laughs> I need you all to write this down. Can I, can I borrow five minutes from you? I'm going to go over time today, but I, I got to give you all of this. I got to give you all of this. Uh, I, I needed you to see the same patient we've been examining in Mark 5. She spent all that she had. Why? Because all of her doctor's visits were out of pocket. Yeah. Uh, the Brookings Institute reports that black healthcare is uh, uh, black healthcare premiums is 20% of your income. Did y'all hear what I just said? Yeah, your health package is 20% of your income and more often than not, based off of your zip code and based off of your medical history, our medical premiums are 30% higher than our Caucasian counterparts. You are paying more. This woman in Mark chapter five who has an issue of blood, nobody ever schooled her to get a high deductible health plan. I want you to write this down, H-D-H-P, H-D-H-P. I need you to go meet with your human resource officer on Monday morning at 9.30, H-D-H-P. Nobody told this woman with the issue of blood she needed to get a high deductible health plan. It gives you access to a health savings account, watch this, that gives you triple tax advantage. ADHD, and in all your years, nobody ever told you to get it. The money that you put in your HDHP account cannot be taxed. Stuff white people know. Jewish people know. Asian people know. And we the last to get it. If you use the money out of your HDHP account, watch this, your medical expenses cannot be taxed. Hear this, after five years, the money in your HDHP account, you can transfer to stocks and it will not be taxed. Somebody say, thank you, pastor. I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to hook you up right there. Now, this woman is paying out of pocket for 12 years, missing 12 years worth of interest. How much money could she have had in the bank had she been putting it in a HDHP account? 12 years passed by and she's fed up. She has nothing left in her savings. Her retirement is tapped out. Her family is avoiding her calls. Her church is reminding her that they had already helped her three months ago. Her 401k is now just O with no four and no one. <laughs> Y'all will get that later. The 401k got no four, it got no one, it just got O. 
and she hears that Jesus is coming through the neighborhood and she thought to herself, I'm not going to live another day feeling like this. Watch what this woman says. She says, being sick has cost me too much. And 12 years later, I got no relationship with my family. 12 years later, I can't go to my job. 12 years later, I've tapped out everything that I've had in savings. This woman makes up in her mind, I can't afford another sick day. So what does she do? Watch this. She changes her diet. She changes her diet and starts eating humble pie. She said, I tried to go to doctors, but they didn't help me. I tried to do this by myself. I tried homeopathic methods, but it still is not helping me. She said, the only thing that I can do because I am emotionally bankrupt is I got to get to God. I need you to understand what this woman does. She humbles herself and says, I understand what I, what's going to happen when I get to the church. They're going to try to block me, but I ain't got time to set up no appointment. Because I'll know the next time that Jesus is coming this way. So I will disrupt the whole service, even if I got to scream in the middle of his sermon. Just to get the attention of what it is that I need. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. She said, not only do I have to, do I have to change my diet, I have to disengage. Because when I get there, folk are going to look at me like I'm crazy. Are they going to be talking about me because I don't look like everybody else? But when you need God so desperately, you don't care about what other people think. You don't care about what it is that you have on and you don't care that it's a bad hair day. Forget all of that. I am too desperate to be cute. I need God to meet me where I am. And even if I got to go in an old dress, even if I got blood stains, even if I don't smell my bed, I still got to get to him. I got to change my diet and start eating humble pie. I got to disengage from what other people think. And she said, I got to change direction and I got to exercise my faith. The Bible says that she stretched her hand and said, something has got to happen for me today. I dare you, wherever it is that you are, if you got any area of sickness in your body, I dare you to just stretch your hand. And I better warn you, you ain't got to touch me, you got to touch him. There was no power in the disciples to heal her. But if she could just get to God, something was getting ready to happen. I know some of y'all ain't dealing with nothing, but if you got anything out of order in your body, and you're believing that before Monday, God is gonna do something in my body, I dare you to stretch out your hair and open up your mouth like I need healing to happen. I need healing to happen. You may be seated. I need healing to happen. I need healing to happen. Why? Because I can't afford any more sick days. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of you are going to be able to receive what it is that I heard God download into my spirit today. 
But can you believe that God is going to put you in such a fortified health position that for the rest of 2023, you are not going to have to take any sick days. God, I don't know how many of you all got that kind of faith that every day that you wake up, God is going to give strength to your body. That there is nothing going on with you physically that is going to have you strapped to that bed. But that you're going to get up with resurrection power. Letting the enemy know if you were going to get me, you should have killed me in my sleep. But because I woke up this morning, that means God's got an assignment for my day. I'm not going to sit in this bed watching TV all day. I got too much I got to accomplish. Too much God needs for me to do. No more sick days. I got to show you something. My time has come to an end. She touches Jesus. She touches Jesus. And the Bible uses my favorite word, immediately. She got healed. I don't know where y'all are, please. I ain't even talking to you. It's only about 12 of you. You don't even know that when you stretched your hand in church today, immediately stuff started coming together in your body. Y'all ain't got that kind of faith. I'm telling you, your T-cells are adding up. Your blood count is right. Your cholesterol went down. The diabetes came out immediately. The best thing that I got to say to you today, thank you for your time and for your indulgence. She went to Jesus saying, um, I got this issue of blood. She touched him and the Bible said immediately. Lift your hands, I wanna give you the word of the Lord over your life. I need you to listen to me. I need you to hear me, those of you who are online, please hear what I am telling you. Please hear what I heard the Holy Spirit say. Please lift that hand. I gotta show this to you. I hope it will radicalize your faith. She touched Jesus, watch this, the Bible says immediately, but I need you to see what happened. She was going to God for her body to get healed. When she went to the master, listen to me, children of the most high God, when she went to the master, she never mentioned how much money she lost. In the presence of God, she never spoke of how much she lost in the last 12 years. I don't know who this word is for. She made up in her mind the word that I'm trying to get to you today. She made up in her mind, if I get my health back, every dime I should have got while I was sick is now getting ready to hit my life. Y'all don't understand what's getting ready to happen in here. God told me to tell you, I'm giving you your strength because there's some stuff you gotta get done. There's some checks that you gotta cash. There's some assignments you gotta fulfill. There's a mission you gotta accomplish. I may not give you the money, but if I give you the strength, you'll be able to get the money. 
And I close. I close by telling you this. I close by telling you this. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, your health is your wealth. If he gives me my health, come on, repeat after me. If he gives me my health, I can create the wealth. God told me to tell you, and I hope you'll open up in a uh, expression of glory and thanksgiving. God says, I am getting ready to reward in wealth those of you who have been taking care of people who have compromised health. God said, those of you who got family members who are sick, I am adding wealth into your hands so that you'll be able to take care of them. Y'all ain't saying nothing. God said, everything that was robbed of your mother, everything that was robbed of your dad, everything that was robbed from your aunt and your uncle, God says, I'm adding wealth to you and it will not cost you your health. Those of you that are struggling over medical bills, you ought to be giving God glory that God is gonna pay off every hospital bill that is in your family name. Give God glory like God is able to do it. Yes. Let me finish my assignment. Let me finish my assignment and I'm finished. Those of you who are teetering, you're teetering on bankruptcy, teetering in a sinkhole. I'm telling you, God gave me this word, 30,000 feet in the air in an airplane. There are those of you who are teetering on bankruptcy, those of you who may lose it all. Hear this, not because of poor decisions, but because of medical expenses. If that's where you are, would you meet me at this altar, please? If that's where you are, who you are, I need you to meet me at this altar. It is medical expenses that is breaking your back. Medical expenses that's messing with your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's that wonderful name. Hallelujah. You'll just come in three steps for me. There are those of you, hallelujah, is setting you back because you have been charged. You didn't plan on it. It wasn't in your plan. But now you are having to take on more expenses because you are taking care of an ailing family member and it's causing you to stretch in ways that you didn't plan on. I need you to meet me at this altar, please. Hallelujah. 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 There are those of you who have unforeseen financial crisis, taking care of a child with special needs. I need you to meet me at this altar, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your health is your wealth. God is getting ready to make you wealthy. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Those of you who are in this room, I'm almost finished, who are contending with a terminal disease, 
I need you to come on the front line of this row. Those of you contending with cancer, those of you who have a tumor, I need you to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need you to come. Hallelujah. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You have cancer of any form. I need you on the front line of this section. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How God is a healer. How God is a healer. Our God is a healer. Old song said, I used to complain about having no shoes until I saw a man who had no feet to use. As bad as it is, I'm telling you, there's somebody who would be glad to take your place. I want you to watch this. Every person who is at this altar, would you lay your hands on the back of the person in front of you? Those of you who are on this front line, lift up both of those hands. You're on this front line. I want to say this to you, and I need you to listen to me. There is no disease on the planet. There is no disease on the planet that we have no record of God not healing. Did, did you hear what I just said? Every disease that is in the earth, we have a record of God healing somebody from it. I want you to stretch your right hand to faith. Stretch your right hand to faith. I declare over this front line, I declare over this front line, you shall not die, but you shall live to see the salvation of the Lord. I can't hear anybody. I declare over this front line that what God did for Hezekiah, he's now getting ready to do it for you. He's adding 15 years to your life that his grace is now sufficient. I declare over the last five rows, hear me, that this bill is now God's bill. Y'all didn't shout right. I said this bill is now God's bill. Thank you, dear Lord, because we know you are a doctor in the sick room and you've never lost a patient. Now, God, I pray that you'll break into the hospital billing system change some numbers around reduce whatever it is they said is old i pray dear lord that you will meet them right where they are and you'll exceed it in this moment i pray dear lord that your loving hand is now on every caregiver thank you for the mercy and for the compassion that you have put on them now dear lord i pray you bless them with the spirit of shalom that nothing is broken and nothing is missing. I pray, dear Lord, that a 100,000 angels will now cover that house. I pray that they will not become weary in well-doing. I pray that you will replace frustration with faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Do me a favor, please. I need every person standing. I need every person standing. Would you do me a favor, please? They're getting ready to go back to their seats. 
but I want you to do me a favor. I want you to cheer as they go back. Watch this. Like their complete body is healed. Come on. Come on, open up your mouth. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.